0: Welcome to another episode on the systemize your life podcast. I'm so happy you decided to join me here today. I have something really fun and a little bit, maybe not so much out of the ordinary, but I'm going to be kind of diving into one little micro part of one of my eight non-negotiables that I call my fundamental needs. And so today we're going to be talking about this really hard kind of thorn in so many moms' sides, and it's how do I put food on the table all day long for every person in the family without it consuming my life? I don't want to be in the kitchen 24-7, but on top of that, it's the how do I make these things healthy? We typically will cut corners by getting pre-prepped things, running through fast food, things that are fully frozen, or pop them in the microwave, pop them in the oven, canned things that have already been done and and have a longer shelf life to be able to help us but it's actually not what we really want to be doing and so as much as I know the desire that Trader Joe's helps me with so much (laughs) Trader Joe's is a big go-to of mine before I got into this busy work from home mom world. I was cooking from scratch for every meal of the day. And then I became what I am now. You know, I have two kiddos at home and I'm working from home and I'm trying to support my husband and I'm trying to support the house and I have a business. And I slowly but surely started to get away from that. And now I'm getting much deeper back into it as I've figured out a system that works and the routines that I need to keep in place in order to uphold that system so that I can save time and still cook three meals a day being a super busy work from home mom. And I know that you're going to love this because I get this, uh, this question asked of me a lot and there's whole podcasts directly related and people make this the thing that they do, where they just focus on healthy eating or how to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and your family at the same time. There's so much need and desire around this topic. And it's something that I have made the f- true foundation of basically everything that I do. And I want you to feel confident in doing that for yourself too. So grab a pen and paper because I'm going to be giving you the exact routine that I use every single week to be able to save time and make sure that I am cooking healthy meals consistently for my family day in and day out. What do you say? Let's get started with today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. Then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Today, we're going to jump right into the six tips that I have. So I want you to get out your piece of paper, and I want you to write one through six, but just above that, before we get into it, I we're, we have to talk about something that is kind of like the foundation and the baseline for how this routine is actually going to work in your life. So here's the deal. I It took me quite a while to figure out how this was even possible for myself, how I was going to be able to truly stop depending on either what I like to call healthy fast food, which is like the Chipotle and all these things that have clean ingredients, but it's still not me making sure that the micronutrients and the macronutrients that I want for my family are on the table. It's just food that doesn't have a bunch of crud in it whenever we go out to eat. I still even if it was just for the budget, wasn't feeling completely satisfied with what that was. And then when I really started diving into my own nutrition and looking at my macro and my micronutrients on a more microscopic level, a granule level, literally, I realized I can't control my own goals and my own health, let alone my children's, if I'm not truly sitting down and figuring out what I'm going to be feeding everybody on a regular basis. So, you know, I dove into this quite some time ago and, and the very, very, very beginning of the podcast, I have an incredible meal planning episode that truly is the first step to all of what I'm telling you today. If you don't have that in motion, this is going to be really hard for you to do. In order to consistently get meals out to a family, you have to have a baseline of what your family's favorite meals are. So we're going to talk about this very quickly, and then we're going to go into the actual routine. So I just want you to be very clear that this episode and the routine, this system that I have, the system that I do routinely of being able to make enough time and save time, truly, by doing this system to get healthy meals out on the table is all hinged upon the fact that I know my family's favorites. We have agreed and I've put them on menu cards. I know like the back of my hand exactly what I need to grab when I go through the grocery store, what grocery store to go to. And if I can't get there, I know exactly how to line up my grocery list in order of the way that we walk the path in the grocery stores so and my husband can do it for me. And if my girls are with him, they've gone with me enough to know that this is exactly what mom gets That is where you want to get. Okay, that's the first goal of Before we even start what we're going to talk about today Okay, so once you have that down pat you can go back and you can search I think it might be episode number eight We also have a really great blog post on it that you can check out if you need help with it You can with getting all of that in place You can hop on over inside of our facebook group systemize your life if you're not on Facebook, just shoot us an email to info at co. or even better than that, waiting on a response from us, you can just pop over to our website. Chelseajo.co has everything that you need. You can go check out our blog. You will find the menu board meal planning podcast episode that has a blog to go with it. Check out those two things, but our Facebook group has a whole guide that literally guides you step-by-step on how to get this foundational piece in play. Okay, Now that we have that out of the way and squared away, let's talk about what happens next. What do I do next to make sure that these meals are healthy, to make sure that I'm saving time, to make sure that this isn't taking so much of my time away that I can't focus on all the other things that I want to do in my life, like cleaning my house and making sure that I'm involving my kids and working out and having time for myself and having time for my business and having date night. All these things are very, very valuable. I don't want food and cooking to consume so much of my time that I can't do all those other things. And if that's happening to you, I highly consider you making this a very high priority and action item in your life before August. So over the next couple weeks. Okay, step number one, what do I do? Every single week, it is a fundamental need of mine to make sure that this entire system happens. And I do this in one fell swoop. You don't have to, you can break this up between Saturday, Sunday. If you're, listen, I know so many of you are like, oh, my husband, we love to play on the weekends and we don't have much time with the kids. And, you know, Sunday is our day where we do XYZ and Saturday is our day when we do XYZ and there's no time for me to do these things. And then you go into Monday where, husband goes back to work and you're left to do all the things with the kids and you don't have food prepped and ready to go. And to me, that's just non-negotiable. I love going to the grocery store with my kids. Can you go on Friday? If you don't want to do it on the weekends, can you do it on Friday? Monday's the worst time to do this. Monday is the worst time to do this system. Regardless of what you have going on, my schedule could not be any wonkier than any other persons on this planet. Mondays mean nothing to what our schedule looks like in my family. Sometimes Blaine works on Monday. This week, he's working Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Next week, he will work Friday, Saturday. The week after that, he will work Thursday, Friday, and then he will work Wednesday, Thursday, and then he will work Tuesday, Wednesday, and then he will work Monday, Tuesday. And we just keep doing that all the time. All the time. But for me, I know that the life with me and my kids and my business revolve around Monday through Friday and weekends. And that's just what it is. And my husband's either here or he's not. That's what we do. And it took me a long time to get to that place. But I had to have some kind of ability to do my job well. And in order to do my job well, I need to have food in the fridge. It needs to be Happening in this systematic way with these six steps, that I'm about to teach you. So this has to happen before Monday, every single week. And the first thing that I do to start out this system is I inventory my fridge and my pantry. But most of the time, my fridge. Sometimes my pantry too. Pantry is just kind of like a a quick look. But when we're talking about getting healthy meals on the table, that's going to start in your fridge. It's not going to start in your pantry. So inventory it. What do you have? take everything out that does not that's expired that does not work for what you're trying to do for the next week so like if I have something that's only good for like two more days I'll set it to the side I won't toss it but I'll set it to the side and I know that that needs to be eaten up either today or tomorrow but it's not part of my inventory for what I'm about to do in step number two. So you're just taking a good inventory. Literally, you should be pulling things out of your fridge. My fridge goes from fully stocked to fully. Everything comes out every single week. Every shelf gets wiped down, the whole thing. That is what your inventory section of this looks like. You're literally taking count of everything that you have. How many eggs do you have? Yep, all of it. How much lunch meat do you have left? How much cheese? Are your berries still good? Are your green beans still good? You're taking an inventory of everything that's in your fridge every single week. You have to, because either A, you're going to waste food, or B, you're going to buy more food. It literally just comes down to you're going to be wasting food, right? If you're not taking inventory of what you have, it's impossible to do step number two, which is plan your meals with what you have on hand. If you have so I've, and we're going to get to this, but I have bulk produce that I'm learning to to keep and stretch me for two weeks so that A, I'm saving money and B, I'm saving time because I'm not going back to get fresh produce regularly. I'm trying to learn how to stretch it out further, make it last longer. And so I needs to know, is my broccoli about to go bad? Then I have to use my broccoli on Monday instead of Thursday. This is how I am taking what I inventory and And putting it into step two, which is planning my meals with what I have on hand. From there, from what I've planned, then I move into step three, which is planning and actually going to the grocery store, right? Like, what is my grocery list and getting to the grocery store? All of this happens sequentially. I do this one right after another. You can, after step number three, do a hard break. So, after step number two, I mean, you can do a hard break. So you can plan, you can do your inventory and then you can plan your meals with what you have on hand. And as you're doing that planning, you should be creating your shopping list in there, right? So you've planned out the meals that you have on hand, whatever rest of the meals that you don't have, say I have some leftover ground beef and I have some nacho chips and I have some shredded cheese. Okay, cool. I can make nachos, a nacho bowl out of that for the family. But what I need is probably some radishes, some black olives. We love radishes on our nachos. It's a weird thing. Um, And some scallions and like a couple different things, right? So then I would be putting that on my grocery list. And I'm planning that that is the night that we're going to have nachos. Okay. So after you get done with that step, you could potentially, you'll have a full list for the grocery store then you don't have to go to the grocery store right away i like to i like to do it all at once when i first started this i had to break it up because it took me a lot longer but i've gotten extremely efficient at this and it's just become very routine exactly what we need over and, over and over and over and over again so number three is to do your bulk shopping go and do bulk shopping every two weeks if you have a deep freeze and you have more space in your freezer we don't have a big deep freeze and we live very close. So I can do this every two weeks. But if I lived further out from, you know, Costco, which wasn't like five minutes from my house, then I could go once a month and I would need a bigger deep freeze. We just don't have that for the amount of stuff, the bulk frozen stuff that you get from Costco, right? So I go every two weeks. I also like this because I get all of my organic produce from Costco now. All of my berries and all of my greens are 100% organic and from Costco, and it's amazing, and I can stretch them. So my broccoli now is lasting us two weeks. Our green beans is lasting us two weeks. Asparagus, two weeks, all of it. The mushrooms, all the fruit, everything is lasting us two weeks now, and it's getting us from Costco trip to Costco trip, which has been really, really great. Now, I do that every two weeks, On the other weeks, this is why the inventory is so important as well. I don't need much, but I may need one or two things. And so on those what I call off weeks, I'm going to my local um, natural grocer like Sprouts or Whole Foods or sometimes Trader Joe's and I'm grabbing one or two things. This has reduced my grocery bill by about 80 to 100 bucks a week, which is blowing my mind it's really saving us so much money and it's saving me so much time. I'm not having to do a full hour grocery trip every single weekend. I get in and out of Costco in about 45 minutes and that lasts me the full two weeks. And then on the off weeks, I can just run into Sprouts for like 5, 10, 15 minutes max, grab the little things that I need and I can get home by following the system. After step number three, you come home and you're going to prep everything and that's step number four. And number five is you're going to organize your fridge. Once you've prepped, like boil your hard boiled eggs, get all of your Costco stuff out, freeze half of it, put the other half in that's fresh for this week, get your stuff prepped and ready to go for the week ahead and freeze the other half. Or maybe you're actually steaming half of your green beans or you're blanching them. You're getting some in the freezer you get your, for me, I bought like a kajillion bananas, let them brown, and then I chopped them and I put them in the freezer. So now I have bananas because I was constantly running out of bananas and running to the store for bananas for my morning smoothie. And I was like, enough is enough. So those little efficiencies is what you constantly should be looking for When you're problem solving, why it's so hard for you to get healthy meals on the table. My smoothie is my healthy thing that I have to have. And so now I know I have all these bulk ingredients. I know how long they last me. Bananas and spinach were constantly this pain spot where I couldn't figure out. Well, now I figured it out. I can freeze my bananas, I can freeze my spinach. Problem solved. Look at those things within your healthy meals and figure out how you can make little tweaks to get you further down the road for all of the meals or for that one specific meal. If it's yogurt and berries, if it's whatever you're having for breakfast, find an alternative to your cereal for your kids. Can you get, we get these little healthy snack rounds. If you want your kids to have grains, make it a whole grain, make it have nuts and seeds in it, right? Find other things that you can pop in the fridge that will last. Our snack rounds, they last for weeks in the fridge right? So it's, it's looking for little swaps like that, that you can have last you for a long period of time. And this is going to take some trial and error. Okay. That is step number four and number five. Number four is prep. Number five is organized. And number six is absolutely non-negotiable. And it seems ridiculous, but it's to communicate. So if you're using the menu card meal planning system, this will be your communication. It will be put up on the board, what you're having, And you'll communicate that. For me, communication looks like, hey, I prepped hard-boiled eggs. Your yogurt is here. Your granola is here. There's lunch meat. Like I literally do an audible run-through of the inventory with the fridge open, with Blaine at my shoulder, pointing to where everything is every week. And I do it for the girls too, actually. Frankie and sometimes Bailey. Bailey's mainly just wants to be served cause she thinks she's princess. <laughs> We're working on that. She's the baby. You guys, I'm always like, Oh, what can I do for you? <laughs> Please don't grow up. No, but lately I've been like, Hey, as, you know, it's like my older one. It's anyway. Not for today's podcast episode, but you should be communicating this with all your kids, even your little ones. They should come over and you should be like, hey, here's where all the things are in the fridge so that they know where the things are. The food will get eaten. They will go to the fridge before they go to the pantry if you're showing them all of the things that are there for them. And then just constantly communicate that over and over and over and over again. Hey, mom, I want a snack. Great. What's in the fridge? Constantly redirect them to the fridge. When it's lunchtime. How do I get lunch on the table? Make it super easy. All the, Everybody comes in. Everybody helps put lunch together. We have the exact same thing every single week. And sometimes we have two things that we offer for lunch. And one day we get this thing. The next day we get this thing. And that's it. It's super routine. We do the same thing over and over and over again. Let me recap the six steps for you right now. Now, remember, these are the six steps that go on top of the foundation that we talked about at the beginning of this episode. If you missed it, go back and listen again. But here's the six steps. Number one, inventory your fridge. Number two, plan your meals with what you have on hand and make a grocery list of what else you need. Number three, bulk shop every two weeks. And then on the off week in between, you can do just a quick run if you need to. Number four is prep. Number five is organize. And number six is communicate. All right. I hope that helps you get just a little bit better. And that little bit better will build on a little bit better. And that will build on a little bit better. And eventually here within the next, I'd say four, six, eight weeks max, you will be feeling incredibly confident with being able to get healthy meals on the table three times a day, all day, every day, every week, every week for your entire family. Thanks so much for joining me and I look forward to meeting you back here really soon for another episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time, on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.